We are officially one day away from the return of Dallas Stars hockey. On today's show, we will talk about a lot of great things, including the Dallas Stars goalie tandem and why they might be one of, if not the best, in the entire NHL. We'll talk about Stars prospect Wyatt Johnson making a ton of noise over in the OHL. And then to close out the show, we'll have a little fun talking about whether or not the Dallas Stars ruined a certain team in the Western Conference. All of this coming up on a Wednesday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and you are locked on the Dallas Stars on this Wednesday, January 5th, uh, halfway through the first week of the new year. How about that, folks? Uh, 2022 starting, uh, you know, pretty average right now, but it's about to get a whole lot better. We will be seeing the return, uh, fingers crossed on that one, of the Dallas Stars tomorrow at home at the AAC against the Florida Panthers. But we're not here to talk about that game just yet. Got a lot of exciting things to talk about, both at the NHL level for this team and as far as prospects goes, not even the AHL level. Lots of good and exciting things to talk about on today's show. But before we get into everything, I want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day be sure to follow and subscribe to the locked on stars podcast wherever you find your podcast at whether that's on youtube or your favorite podcasting platform the show is always 100 free no matter where you listen without any further hesitation though let's get right down to it today uh, just having um you know some time during this break if you will from dallas stars hockey to reflect on some of the guys on the roster. And I feel like I've done a lot of talking about the skaters on this team, but I haven't necessarily given too much focus or attention to the guys between the pipes outside of a few mentions here and there. But I know earlier this season, uh, several weeks ago, whenever Ben Bishop announced his retirement and we saw the departure of Anton Hudobin to the AHL, whenever he was waived from the team, uh, you know, there was a brief discussion between myself and some other guests on the show uh, about how dominant those two were during their time as the one and two options here in Dallas, as far as goalies go. Uh, and they certainly were uh, Bishop and Dobby were a force to be reckoned with. That's ne- not really been a question and certainly not a question now, but I, I think, you know, I, I mentioned that they're, that the stars are in great hands with Braden Holtby and Jake Gottinger, but I do think that the team might be better off than we think, especially long-term if this Dallas stars team can get things going out of this hiatus and make a serious playoff push. And I think there's a fair question and argument to be made. Uh, are Braden Holtzby and Jake Ottinger the best goalie tandem in the National Hockey League in 2021-2022? And I think they're certainly the most reliable tandem um, from what I could find. Whether or not they're the best, that's subject to interpretation. Uh, it's a case-by-case basis, depending on who you ask. Uh, and I'm you know, going to present some numbers and kind of make my case. Uh, It's hard for me to say outright definitively that they are the best, but I think that there's certainly a case to be made and certainly a case to be made 
for them being the most reliable across the entire National Hockey League. Holtby and Ottinger are 22 and 23rd on the list across the entire NHL and save percentage at .922, so I guess tied for 22nd if you want to get real technical with it. But it technically, whenever I read the list, had Holtby and then Ottinger. Holtby probably getting the nod more because he's played five more games than Jake Ottinger, neither here nor there. Pretty similar numbers. Again, Holtby only playing five more games than Jake Ottinger. Uh, to only 21 guys above them. Of those 21 guys, only 10 of them have played in 10 or more games, which Jake Ottinger right on the fringe there having played 10 games. But I think it's also interesting and worth noting that even from all the way 23rd till up, uh, it was tough to find you know guys that played on the same team where there wasn't one goalie who had played a big chunk of the games and another guy that had played similar to, if not the exact same amount of games. There's a pretty far distance in between as far as games played but also a pretty far distance as far as numbers go. Just looking at maybe some of the better goalies in the league and who their backups are on some teams that are the beneficiary of some fantastic goaltending so far this season. You look at the New York Rangers, uh, Igor Shosturkin, 21 games played, 0.936 safe percentage versus his backup, Alexander uh, Georgiev, um, is barely above a 0.900 safe percentage in 14 games played. So a seven-game difference there, but a considerable drop in quality um, whenever Alexander uh, Gear, sorry, Gear, Gear uh, is in the net for the Rangers. And so definitely worth noting, as I've mentioned before, Shesterkin, one of the best goalies so far in the league this season, certainly I think in the conversation, conversation for the Vesna trophy, but does that make them the best goalie tandem in the league? I certainly don't think so. You look at uh, the numbers of Alexander and, you know, it leaves a little bit to be desired through 14 games played, I would say. You look at Toronto, same situation. Jack Campbell, certainly in the conversation for the Vesna Trophy so far this season, uh, having one of, if not his best seasons, probably the best performance from a goalie that we've seen up to this point in the season so far. I think that's a fair argument to make. But you look at his backup, uh, Peter Mrazek, who's only played three games and allowed 11 goals in those games so you have campbell who's one of the most dominant goalies in the league right now but his backup not getting a whole lot of play time and when he has gotten a play time uh in this small sample size he's given up 11 goals in three games not the best look don't think that there's a case there for best tandem in the national hockey league you look at calgary jacob markstrom has a 0.930 save percentage his backup dan vladder has a nice numbers but only has seven starts 0.928 save percentage a little bit better than holtzby or ottinger but again only in seven games played. So again, don't think, and of course he's going to get more games as the season goes on. But, you know, even at this point right now, certainly I don't think there's a case for a better tandem as a whole over Holtby and Ottinger. And the last example, Tampa Bay, uh, the Lightning have, of course, Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, great for the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dallas Stars fans and players know this to be true. Uh, and then his backup as of right now, Brian Elliott, uh, eight games played, I believe. 0.899 save percentage, yes, eight starts, 20 goals given up in total across eight started games. Again, not a very good look, and, and you could probably dig a little deeper, look at some other teams, and maybe there's a case to be made, but these are just some of the best teams in the league as of right now, and especially uh, you know teams that are flexing some of the best goalies in the league at this point in time as far as save percentage goes and goals allowed. And so I think that there's certainly a case to be made that while these two guys in their own right, do not have a claim to be the best goalie in the National Hockey League. I think when you put them together, there's certainly a case to be made for them being the best 
tandem. And I think that the Stars are in a great spot as a team because of the versatility that having both these guys on the roster allows. Uh, you know, I talked about Holtby has played 15 games this season, where Ottinger has played 10. They've played just about the same amount of games. Holtby clearly starting the season on the NHL roster, whereas Ottinger was down at the AHL. Certainly has something to do with that. But And I know Holtby was sick for a short stretch of time, and Ottinger was getting a lot more of the reps, so that allowed him to catch up a little bit. But still, I think that the you know the stars are at a point right now where they can put any of either of those two guys out on the ice any given night against any team in the league. And I think Coach Bonus and the rest of the coaching staff and the rest of the team is confident in who's getting put between the pipes. And I think the fans are too. I haven't really seen too much on social media or heard from too many other fans about a concern with either of these two guys starting in the net. And I don't know how many other teams can feel that way. I think if you know Vasilevsky is not starting for the Tampa Bay Lightning, that the team and maybe the fan base in general is a little bit more concerned about the team's chance for success that night without their star goalie in the net. I think the same case can be made for Campbell and Toronto, Shesterkin in New York, Markstrom in Calgary, so on and so forth. I feel like with Dallas, you put either of these guys in the net. That's certainly how I feel. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, let me know on Twitter if you feel uh, a certain way or a different way about that. But I think you put 70 between the pipes, you put 29 between the pipes. I'm fine with either. I'm fine with how both of these guys have played so far this season. Individually, certainly not Vesna finalists, but I think they do make a case for the best goalie tandem in the league. And, you know, they've been riding pretty consistent goaltending all season, the Stars have. And I think that they could continue to ride this late down the stretch and eventually into the postseason where, you know, the Dallas Stars certainly know that goaltending is very valuable in the postseason. And I think having two guys like that that are consistent through and through, you can put either of them out on any given night. You can put them out between game one and game seven, and you feel confident in who you have out there between the pipes. And, and so I see, I think that certainly uh, will be a strength for the Stars as the season continues to go on. Uh, and, you know, will they win the William M. Jennings Trophy? Who's to say? I don't know, you know, how tight that race is right now. Certainly not the most important award given out in the NHL come the end of the season. But, I, you know, I think it'd be really cool to see because the Stars haven't won that award since 1999 with Ed Belfour and Roman Turek. Uh, so it'd be nice to see Holtby and Ottinger maybe come away and win that award because I don't know realistically the chances of any other Dallas Stars winning any of the major awards uh, throughout the rest of this season. So would really, really like to see them win that award. They might not win it. I would go on record right now to say they probably won't win it um, unless the Stars just have an absolute turnaround out of this hiatus and go on an absolute tear. But I do think they deserve a lot of credit so far this season, both Holtby and Dottinger. And I think they will be the backbone of any huge run that the Stars do go on, either right now, later in the season, or in the postseason. Well, coming up next, we will take a moment and talk about Stars prospect Wyatt Johnston as he just was named the OHL's rookie or player, not rookie, player of the month for the month of December. All of that coming up after a quick word from one of our sponsors, and that sponsor is Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, waxy, or taste like a chemical spill, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. And most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is also good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. 
You can go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, you can get 15% off your order by using the promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and talk about the greatness of Stars prospect Wyatt Johnston. As I mentioned right before the ad break, Johnston was recently announced to be the OHL Player of the Month for the month of December. You heard that right. Not just rookie, because uh, I don't believe he's a rookie in the OHL. He's technically a rookie for the Dallas Stars because he was drafted over the summer. But player of the month in the Ontario Hockey League for the month of December. Like I said, Johnston, the first round pick for the Dallas Stars in the 2021 draft, 23rd overall. And he had an absolutely incredible month for the Windsor Spitfires, his team that he represents in the OHL. He had 19 points, 7 goals, 12 assists, and only 8 games. Basically doubling his point amounts, uh, his points doubling that from games that he played in. Over that eight-game stretch, his team, the Spitfires, went 6-1-1. One, and one. He helped keep Windsor at the second spot in the West Division in the OHL. Johnson continues to find ways to make the Dallas Stars scouting department and front office and coaching staff look really, really good. You know, drafting late in the first round, I feel like is something that can be really, really tricky across professional sports because you look at the first round of any draft, and of course, you're going to have your best players up there at the top going off the board in the top five, maybe even top 10, the guys that are talked about on all the radio shows, TV, podcasts, you name it. That Those first five to 10 spots are going to be the big name premier guys. Well, the Dallas Stars were not picking in the top 10 in the 2021 draft. They were picking 23rd late in the first round. And that can just be such a tricky spot to pick because by the time you get to about the 20th pick, in the first round of any draft, that's kind of where you find your fringe guys, your guys that might have a lot of upside, guys that might be great players, guys that might be able to make an impact on your franchise, or they could be guys that could just kind of fall off the face of the earth, maybe perform averagely and just have an average hockey career, or maybe perform below average and be an absolute bust in the first round, lower, you know, 20, pick number 20 and below. You just have a limited a more limited talent pool, if you will, by the time you kind of get to the later stages of this first round. But the first round is where you really want to make a splash when you're drafting for your team, because supposedly that's when the best talent is still on the board. And the Dallas Stars, as of right now, have absolutely knocked this pick out of the park because Johnston seems to check all of the boxes as far as what the Stars need uh, as they continue to build this team for the future, as they continue to keep some of these older veterans of the past, but also still trying to usher in this new generation of talent. Johnson is an elite scorer. He's a fantastic playmaker, and he's been a pretty good faceoff guy, all things considered. He's about 48% in the faceoff circle so far this season. So he's winning about half of his faceoffs, which is a pretty good place to be at his age, still in his teens, not even 20 years old yet. Johnston is currently fourth in the OHL with 46 points and only 27 games. Just absolutely baffling numbers. Of course, the OHL is different than the NHL, but still really impressive stuff to see from a guy who, like I said, not even 20 years old yet, still has a long way to go in his NHL career. And I don't think it's too much of a stretch to say as of right now, this might not be the case as time goes on, but I think that it will continue to age well as time goes on. But Johnston currently looks like a steal in the 2021 NHL draft. You know, he's looking to chase the legacy of other guys that have come before him, picked at the 23rd overall spot in the NHL draft of drafts in the past. The biggest name of that that I was able to find was former Canadian 
former Dallas star, and of course, former 23rd overall pick, Ray Whitney. Uh, Whitney did play for the Dallas Stars from 2012 to 20, yeah, 2012, 2013 through the 2013, 2014 season. He had a very, very long career where he played, you know, over 1,300 games, had 1,064 career points. Uh, seems to be the best 23rd overall pick in NHL history, which is really cool that he's from the same country as Johnston. Uh, is, you know, was not drafted by the Dallas Stars. He was drafted by the San Jose Sharks, but still played for the Stars to close out his career before retiring. He had some of his better seasons with teams like Florida, Carolina, even San Jose a little bit, but still put up some really good numbers with the Dallas Stars in the early 2010s, despite being in the twilight of his career, kind of similar to Joe Pavelski. So maybe there's a little bit of a trend there, being at the end of your career and coming to play in Dallas. But really cool to see. Uh, certainly, Johnston will probably, even if he's not thinking of that intentionally as he continues to play hockey in his career, it'll be cool to maybe look at the end of his career and you see him on that list as the best 23rd overall pick of all time in the National Hockey League. So really exciting days ahead for the Dallas Stars the organization as a whole, and for Wyatt Johnson, I think he has the potential to be a fantastic player in this league, a budding superstar. Can't wait to eventually see him at the NHL level paired with guys potentially like Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, and even Dennis Garyanov, who still provides a lot of speed and good offensive playmaking. Well, coming up next to close out the show, we'll have a little bit of a fun segment, if you will, to transition us from today into tomorrow, where it'll finally be Dallas Stars game day. Talk about the Dallas Stars potentially, or not even potentially, because I think they did ruin the Edmonton Oilers. But we will talk about that after another quick thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college football playoff and the pro football playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And to close out today's midweek edition of Locked On Stars, I want to take a moment and talk about an interesting graphic that I saw on social media yesterday. I think it might have actually been posted on Monday, but I didn't see it until Tuesday morning. Uh, shout out to the Instagram algorithms. But Bleacher Report, BR Open Ice, as the page is called, but a, an associate page of Bleacher Report that covers the National Hockey League posted a very interesting graphic. Uh, said the Edmonton Oilers started the season 9-1-0, and and in their last 10 games, they are 2-6-2. and And this made me think. I, I was kind of doing the math, and I don't think it exactly lines up to their last 10 games, but not too far off from you know that 10-game spot is where they played the Dallas Stars the week of Thanksgiving. And it made me think, did the Dallas Stars ruin the Edmonton Oilers this season? Edmonton was 13-4-0 coming into their game on November 23rd at the American Airlines Center against the Dallas Stars. And if you remember that game, a lot of really crazy things happened that night. One, the Stars get the win 4-1 to over Edmonton, despite Edmonton coming in 13-4, and one of the hottest teams in the National Hockey League up to that point, one of the best teams, top three in a lot of power rankings up to that point in the season. Connor McDavid riding a 
game point streak they'd played 17 games up to that point he had recorded at least one point in every single one of those games that streak in that game against the stars snapped gone irrelevant out of here after that game the edmonton oilers have gone five eight and two and after that game from november 24th all the way up into their last game against the new york rangers on january 3rd at the time of recording this Connor mcdavid has three goals seven assists Leon Dreisaitl has three goals and five assists. Whereas before that game, from October 13th to November 23rd, whenever they played the Dallas Stars for the first time this season, Connor McDavid had seven goals, six assists, and Leon Dreisaitl had five goals and 11 assists. So not the biggest drop in numbers unless you look at assists for Dreisaitl over this, you know, those two stretches, but clearly a dip in quality as far as games go for the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, COVID injuries, things like that, rearing their ugly head for many teams across the National Hockey League. But I think that this stretch for the Oilers started even before COVID started becoming an issue for a lot of teams. And certainly Dreisaitl and McDavid are not the only two guys on this Oilers team. But just given the, the power and you know talent that they have, the team goes as they go. And I think that's very evident. And I don't know if you can actually say outright the Dallas Stars themselves ruined the Edmonton Oilers, but I do think it's funny, and I do think it's interesting and worth noting that pretty much this this collapse started happening after they played the Stars. They did go on a three-game win streak right after their loss to the Stars, one of those wins coming in Vegas against the Golden Knights, a 3-2 to two win, very, very close, grinded-out win. But still, nonetheless, they seem to have cooled off quite a bit ever since running into the Dallas Stars, which I think is interesting. And I think a good sign for the Dallas Stars is they continue to look to play some really, really good teams, especially coming out of this hiatus with Florida and Pittsburgh on the near horizon. Well, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Vets podcast with your boy Q and with expert in insight and analysis from Lee Sterling. The Locked On Bets podcast can be found wherever you get your podcast at for free. You can also find the Locked On Stars podcast wherever you get your podcast for free as well, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Be sure to subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to your podcast at, and be sure to leave a review if you like what you hear. Thank you guys again for all the support on social media and here on the podcast as well. You can find me on social media on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. You can also find the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there as well. Be sure to tune into the show tomorrow as we preview the big matchup between the Dallas Stars and the Florida Panthers. We'll be giving you predictions, uh, all the predictions for tomorrow night's game on who wins, who scores first goal, all that good stuff is coming back to a Locked On Stars episode near you. And it's really near to you because it's coming out tomorrow and you won't want to miss it. So we will see you then, Stars fans. Have a great day.